coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. The Cougars are back home after a three-game conference road swing. And we've got the head coach and senior Zach Selyus in studio to break it all down as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope starts now. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back inside Studio C in the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for another edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. We hope you enjoy the hour of BYU hoops ahead. Great to have you with us. Coming up on this evening's show, we'll review last week's road games at Pacific and San Francisco. We'll preview this week's games against Pepperdine and St. Mary's. We'll hear from BYU players as they remember Kobe Bryant. We'll be mic'd up with Jake Toulson. We'll watch a deep blue on Gavin Baxter. And we'll visit with senior Zach Selyus in studio. We start by bringing in the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope. Hello, coach. How are you? Very well. Very good. Good. Yes. I hope it's okay to start this way. I wasn't planning on this, but you've got you've got your your wife and your daughters here. Yes. In 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 the studio. Yep. And and one of them is seeing her last show for a while, isn't she? Yeah, so we're going 26 straight hours where we won't be separated for more than but moments. So Ella came, I had to go do a luncheon in uh, Salt Lake, and Ella came with me, and then so we're, we're doing the whole deal tonight, and then uh, she goes into MC, MTC tomorrow at 1 p.m., and everybody is invited. <laughs> <laughs> and Ella is off to Ecuador. Yes, she is, and she's, she's, she's ready and excited, and she's way more ready than the rest of the family. So what we've made an agreement that none of us are going to talk about it. We're not talking about it. We'll give it like, we can give it 25 seconds and you're out. Yeah. Like, little conversation and gone. <laughs> and we keep ourselves together. Well, we're glad you're choosing to spend some of your time with us here tonight, Ella, and of course, Coach. All right. Uh, hey, uh, this last week we had a BYU Hoops. Uh, can up? I say something before you can. we go? Sure. Greg Rubel, <laughs> very few people may know this, has got a cannon of an arm. <laughs> no, I kid you not. So we, we have a tradition before every practice, and then especially when we go on the road, uh, the, day, the night before the game, we'll go in and, and quote, quote, smell the gym, a, Dave, a Coach Dave Rose tradition, which is really important. So we bring a BYU football, a Nerf football, and, and Greg Rubel has got a freaking cannon. Lefty. Yeah, well, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, we got to get some footage. We got to get some footage because it's like a laser. Oh, I hope we don't. Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the slinging southpaw from Saskatoon, right? Yeah, it's right? unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we always talk about being three quarterbacks deep. I think we're four well, deep, my you. friend. It, it, it was fun playing catch with you last it week. Awesome. It, was, it was good times. Good times. Uh, and it was a good time because that was in Stockton. And, and the week started off in a really good way for you guys. Yeah. I get nervous because there's more people here than normal. And we lost Saturday, so I think everyone's got here to complain. <laughs> no. Like, everyone's here like, oh. Okay, let me get coach. Let me talk to him. No, here to support for a big yeah, week ahead. Right. For a big week ahead. Uh, well, let's just get right to it then. Let's we'll see some highlights from last week. I'll uh, we'll start off with the Pacific game. Uh, Jared is so mad right now. <laughs> no, it's all good. Totally blew the all first good. Segment. Presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Uh, not the best of starts for BYU. Down eight zip, but you quickly recovered. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, we, we just we, we didn't start out great, but uh, the guys responded with some real fight for the whole uh, you know first half essentially after the first five minutes. And guys stepped it up on the defensive end. It was a big play to kind of just get us going a little bit. Get by you in Jake. front, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, is TJ and AB are just growing a connection as the season goes on. They have a lot more in store for us. So they're getting better and better together, working together. And in the second half, 
We see Yoli showing that his hand yeah. and his finger feels okay. I was so nervous all game because I just didn't know what we were going to get. But he, he was completely unfazed and played physical and caught the ball. And then this Jake Toulson put on a show for the ages down the stretch of this game. It was really unbelievable. I mean, he just made hard shot after hard shot. Before each of these three threes that you're showing right now, I'm like, hold up, let's run a play. And Jake was like, no, just bang the three and and uh, let everybody know about it. And it was, it was an extraordinary effort by our guys against a really, really good team that's beat some great teams at home so far this season. And as BYU uh, pulled away late, again, Yoli, part of his big night in his first game back in, in some th- almost three weeks of action. And BYU wins this one in Stockton. Your final score in this one is the Cougars over the Tigers by 14. And BYU opened up that two-game roadside, that two-game weekend swing uh, the right way. And again, you look at that number from Yo, 26-9. We see Jake's big night, career yeah. night, uh, with 28 points. And, and you have to realize that, that, that that's how Yoli came back into things yeah. and where you really wouldn't know what you are going to get. It's unbelievable. He did the same thing when he came off the nine-game nine uh, hiatus. And, uh, you know, what was interesting was we're going through the game and, you know, he had a few turnovers and missed a couple shots that he normally doesn't make. And so there were moments in the, in the game where I'm like, man, Yoli's just doesn't he's, – he's a little rusty. He's not in rhythm. And then he finished the game 26-9 and a very average game for him. And, and he's a special talent. That building uh, got to redone since we last visited it. The lighting, was, it just felt like a kind of a new vibe and a new feel in that arena, and BYU responded well to it. Yeah, uh, you know, Pacific's doing an unbelievable job. Uh, you know, they're a top 125 team right now, top 135, I guess, and, and uh, they have not been in Damon's tenure. Damon Stoudemire is the head coach there, and uh, what they've been able to accomplish, especially in the last two years and, and this season so far, is really incredible. And they'd won 15 coming into your game, yeah. first time ever under him. They're good. They beat St. Mary's at home and, and had taken a couple of really good teams to the wire, and, and, and they're a good team. They'll, they'll continue to be a problem throughout the season. And anytime you can kind of keep Jaleel Tripp managed, you've done a good job. Yeah, he's a stud. Okay, so that was the first game of the two-game weekend. Second game saw BYU going to San Francisco, off to the hilltop, uh, and again for more. And this was T.J. Haas uh, starting 123 consecutive games. Every game of his BYU career, the new BYU record now belongs to T.J. Haas, who has the fadeaway three, and BYU's playing well in the first half. He started 123 consecutive games, and he weighed in at 123 pounds before the game. <laughs> He is uh, he's a remarkable, remarkable uh, basketball player. And what he's done in his tenure is really extraordinary. And, uh, you know, we, we actually shot the ball great in the first half. Shot the ball pretty well through the first, through the entire game. Right. Uh, our, our, you know, we, 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 we weren't quite as good on the other side of the ball. Um, we kind of lost our focus and lost some intensity. And, um, and, and we didn't finish the game the way that we want to. Yeah, up, up 54-40, to 40, we see now USF in the midst of what would turn into a 21-0 run. And how weird is it, Coach, that two nights after you have a 21-0 run, one against you yep. from, for, from your opponent? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. It just this game uh, will throw everything at you over time. Um, and, and, and it usually doesn't come back that quickly, but it sure did. Uh, and we contributed to the 20-0 run, 21-0 run. We had four turnovers during that span and gave up eight transition points, and, and we're just a little bit out of sorts. What I was proud of, the, the, the thing that's always been the case with this team is, is they came back with a ton of fight uh, after we were really sideways for six and a half minutes, came back with a ton of fight and ha- had a chance to tie it up here at the end of the game and just couldn't quite get it done. But um, it's, a, it's, it's just who this team is, and it's, it's, you know, it's the character that they have and, and the competitors that they are. USF wins it by one. 
and the uh, Cougars will get the Dons back in not too distant a time. They're going to be back at your place here just uh, next weekend, a week from this Saturday. Yep, yep. and, and we, not, we need to improve between now and then. Uh, we got to get better. We've talked about it every day. It's a broken record, but we have to get better. And, and the guys have had uh, two great practices yesterday and today. And you, you, now the key is, can we carry that over tomorrow? And then can we carry it over to the game Thursday? Because that game is going to be a bear. Yeah. And, um, and so it's just, it's just this idea of kind of coming after it every single day and getting better. And, and hopefully we will. You also saw last weekend how one guy can kind of turn a game and win it in Jake Toulson yeah. Thursday. Then Khalil Shabazz basically did the same thing yeah. uh, for USF two days later. Yeah, they're back. They're actually they're starting and, and back at point guard really, and, and they spent a lot of time on the court together in the second half and really gave us problems uh, in isolation. Essentially, they just kind of abandoned their offense and said, "Hey, we're just going to go one on one and spread the floor and make plays." And we did not respond, and I failed to respond well as a coach. And so it was a it made it was so painful. Like I hate even talking about it. Can we talk about something? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's leave Ella's mission off the table. Okay. Let's leave San Francisco off the table. We can talk about anything else. We're going to go to WCC there standings we then. Love we'll it. see where BYU stacks up with the rest of the West Coast Conference right now. And it is BYU in a log jam for third place right now. They're at four and three. We see the Zags and St. Mary's one, two. Now, BYU has a lot to say about this because by the end of this next weekend, BYU can be in second place because you've got the Gales coming in in your second of two games. But again, uh, the, the, the middle part of this league, if there's some separation to the bottom three, we see that. But that middle tier uh, shows how this league, generally speaking, Coach, has gotten stronger, you know, kind of top to bottom-ish. Yeah, San Francisco, Santa Clara, BYU, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, all top 100 teams. And, um, and, and we have three top 50 teams. I think it's been a while since we've been there. And, and um, so it's a, this league is really good, and it's really, really competitive. I'll tell you how good this league is, okay? We go on the road and lose to San Francisco, and it doesn't change our metrics essentially at all. I think we're going to look at that later in the in the yeah. in the show, right? It just it just is it's it's a great tribute to the league um, about the strength of the, of the teams in it. And later in the show is right now. Let's go inside the numbers. Great. Yeah, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, and let's take a look at BYU's resume and those metrics. And we see that from Friday before the USF game to today, a few days after, we see not a ton of separation in where BYU was before the game. And now uh, coming out of it, in fact, even having moved up a little bit in uh, in Ken Palm, the top 20. And and again, things are pacing well. I, I went back and looked at this coach, and in the last decade, when BYU's been in the 20s in Ken Palm, they've ended each one of those years in the NCAA tournament. So you've got the kind of team that looks like a tournament team. Well, we're, we're right here. We're positioned exactly where we need to be positioned. Now we just got to win. We got to win games. And and uh, it, it is nothing, there's no easy games. I mean, you think about it. We're playing Pepperdine, who's one of the hottest teams in the WCC yeah. right now and, and, and probably one of the most potent offensive teams with maybe, maybe, you know, the best, you know, one of the top three players in the league. And, uh, and, and we, we have them Thursday, and then, and then we get St. Mary's again Saturday. And it's just, uh, it's just one after the next, and it keeps going, and it makes league play really fun. And the guy you're talking about, I presume it's Colby Ross, yeah. his teammate is the WCC Player of the Week in Cameron yeah, Edwards. Yeah, and, and the two brothers, right, four and five, are, uh, they're playing great basketball, and they're a dangerous team. We'll talk uh, about uh, Pepperdine St. Mary's coming up in a little bit. Well, from pro to college and even across sports, indeed from the sports world to the real world, the sudden passing of Kobe Bryant has cast a pall that two days later continues to resonate. BYU players, among those touched by the life and death of an NBA legend. Uh, Kobe and his line of sneakers is what got me in, you know, into wearing wearing kicks on the court. You know, I remember wearing Kobe fives my freshman year at Orem High, and ever since then, they've been my favorite shoe of all time. He influenced everything 
that I did on the court. He, he influenced a lot, you know, off the court and just how he had his mama mentality and what that meant. Um, he really, you know, transcends more than just basketball. His motivational uh, speeches has been something I watch before every single game. I watch him to stay motivated and to see how he looks at the game and he analyzes it. He's just been an inspiration to me in my life. I love him. I was grateful for everything he taught us and for the game that he loved and was so passionate about. He gave me a path uh, beyond basketball of what to do in life, um, whether it be basketball or something else. I knew that I had to give 100% and uh, try every second of every day to be the best at my craft. Kobe, I always look up to you and uh, thank you for everything you did for me. His big thing was his Mamba mentality. I think, especially for me right now, I mean, I've, I've read his book um, and getting through injuries, but not just through this injury I'm going through, but just in life in general, you know, hard things, just getting through them, you know, the, the Mamba mentality way, just kind of pushing through and, and getting through no matter what the obstacle is, whether it's an injury, whether it's, you know, not related to sports at all, um, just using the way that he thinks. I mean, it's, it's incredible, just his mindset. And so I just feel extremely blessed that, you know, me, he has no idea who I am or, or, or anything about my life, but that he was able to bless my life in that way just through his wisdom and through his ability to kind of get through hard times. And so that's, that's what Kobe Bryant means to me. It's just incredible the, the impact that he had, um, even on me when I was younger. I wasn't even a fan of him, but it's been also good just to, to realize the impact that he's had on my life, just to motivate me to, you know, become a better basketball player and, you know, be more dedicated to, to the game that I love. So thank you, Kobe Bryant. I always remember when I was little in class, you'd wad up a piece of paper and you'd yell, Kobe. And it's insane to see how much one person can impact the whole world. He's just a huge role model in multiple ways, like the way he treated his daughter, the way he paved the way for a lot of us. I just wanted to say thank you, Kobe, for the way you inspired me. No matter how hard I thought I was pushing myself, I thought of, of Kobe and the stories and his work ethic, and I realized I could do more and uh, I could work harder. We can all take perspective from this, and we can all take uh, we can all take something from it. And whether that's reaching out to a loved one or uh, having a different frame of mindset in your life, you know, Kobe's impact will, will live on, and uh, he'll be with us forever. Coach, you were an NBA player when Kobe was in his NBA prime and winning, winning titles. Practice. And uh, I just want to maybe have you take us back to Sunday morning. Well, uh, yeah, so I was actually in church and, and, and I was in meetings all morning. And then the girls came. Uh, uh, of course, my daughters are locked in. So right after Sacramento, they ran up there like, hey, Dad, did you hear about Kobe? And um, I think there's been so many things that have been remarkable. I mean, um, you know, we were in the same draft class. Uh, and, and, you know, he was at the beginning of the draft class and I was at the tail end of the draft class. But um, and so, uh, you know, I, actually going to the NBA combine and then going to summer league and 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 kind of seeing this kid just jump onto the scene and do ex- incredible things. Um, even that summer, it left everybody in awe. And, and uh, um, he certainly had a, a relentless approach to trying to grow his game and, and, and improve as a player. And, uh, you know, it's been remarkable, I think, really even remarkable to me to watch um, the response from everybody that he somehow had managed to connect with um, 
you know, over the course of his career and, and after his career. And, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's the power of, of sports and it's the re- relatability of sports and, and in whatever way he was able to um, inspire people or encourage people or, or, or just make people smile is pretty special. He was a father of four daughters. You're a father of four daughters. You know what that, uh, he's got that basketball player, basketball player with you. you you've, you've done the things that uh, kind of pass on your love for the game to your, to your kids. Yeah, it's, um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know Kobe. I didn't know him really well. We, we competed on the floor. Uh, but I do know that anybody who's blessed enough to have four daughters is in a, in a you know, in a, 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 a county of blessings that's nearly um, untouchable. It's, uh, and so, you know, we, we, were, we were both really blessed in that way. Thanks for your thoughts. All right, we'll be back with more BYU Basketball with Mark Pope right after this. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And by Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. Here's your broadcast schedule for the week ahead. BYU hosting Pepperdine this Thursday, 8.30 Eastern, 6.30 Mountain, 5.30 Pacific on CBS Sports Network and BYU Radio. Then it is round two against the Gales of St. Mary's Saturday late night Eastern time at 10. 7 Pacific, 8 here in the mountains on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Well, Jake Toulson had a huge game last Thursday in Stockton. Indeed, he was a game winner. But before the big shots come the long hours in the gym, the practice hours. And in tonight's edition of Inside BYU Hoops, we go on to the practice floor with senior Jake Toulson, mic'd up. Maybe. Listen, I don't make the rules, I just follow them. I'm glad I got the fresh cut today, though. Feel me? I just want to give a shout out really quick to TJ Haas, who is the best BYU basketball player of all time, in my opinion. And also the nicest teammate I've ever had. You see the effort, boys? Come on, TJ, be like me. Be like me. Sacrifice your body. Yeah! Let's go, boys. Let's have a good one. Woo! I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. I'm up. I'm through, yo. I'm through, yo. Cougars, we got to have that fight. We got to have that intensity. Get through. I'm high. Tag, tag, tag. Good switch, Dalt. Ball pressure. Get there, Ed. Get back, Cole. Get back. Good job, boys. Open up. I'm here. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Let's go, shots. Short. Just kidding. Short. Joking. That was pretty, that was a good make. Let's try to make three in a row at the same time. Like, boom, boom, boom. Ready? I'll shoot first. Rise! Shout! Hey, let's go! Let's go! 
this out. <laughs> All right, that is Jake Toulson. Uh, whether you're now, when you're when you're actually in work and you're actually doing stuff, if, whether you're in the drill or on the sidelines, communication is clearly a big part of your practice. I've seen you stop things if you're not hearing enough. Yeah, yeah right? it's 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 really important. I mean. Uh, you know, it's 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 a unique sport in the sense of like everything is happening in real time, and and so guys have to be able to communicate with each other. And Jake has actually uh, been one of our best guys. He he uh, he's been with us for a long time, clearly, and and uh, he does a great job, kind of. Uh, talking in real time through the game the best players in fact if you i always tell the guys if you go to nba practice it's everybody is it's like a stream of consciousness coming out of their mouth they're talking everything they see out loud to communicate to their teammates and that's what we're aspiring to do here so there's tactical talking, which clearly Jake's good at, and then there's just talking, talking, which Jake's also good at. Well, he had some of that at Pacific, and um, <laughs> he, he's had some of that before, and he's a great competitor, and, and uh, he also brings some real joy to the gym, which is so important. It can't be overstated, and, and uh, he, he loves this game, and he loves competing. He certainly loves these guys, and he loves being here at BYU, and so he's pretty good at expressing that. Yeah. All right, let's look ahead to the week ahead. After three straight games on the road, Cougar Hoopsters uh, back home this week for two games, starting with Thursday night show down with Pepperdine and the Waves coach they're rolling they've won four the last five coming in yeah they're they're really really explosive scoring I mean and they had an interesting non-conference because they should have knocked off Arizona at Arizona they had so many games they were right in and they just couldn't finish and they started out league just a little bit sideways but have picked it up since and they're they're incredibly dangerous I think before we got into league play everybody would have projected them as a top three or top four team they were picked fourth by the coaches in preseason yep. and and they've they, they didn't start out that way but they've squarely put themselves in that position right now and so it's on it's gonna be really challenging now you're familiar with the net of course they break it into quadrants one two three and four and the waves are right now good enough that your game at their place turned into quad two yep it's a it's a huge game and and uh, it's nice I mean it's really nice you think about it you you know, we have we have four or five teams that are quad two, quad one teams on the road, and that's a sign of a great league. And a great player, as you mentioned earlier, is Colby Ross. He's already the all-time assist guy at Pepperdine. Yeah. He could be the all-time points guy by the end of this year. He's only a junior. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's averaging 20 points a game, and he's averaging 7.5 assists a game. His usage rate is in the high 30 percentile, which is just remarkable. Uh, it tells you what a key he is to this team. And he, he can get you in all kinds of ways. He gets you, he's a three-level scorer. Obviously, he's great off the bounce, making plays for teammates. Uh, he's, a, he's a great charge taker on defense. He's a, he's a really, really talented player. Due to injuries, they're literally only playing seven guys right now, yep. meaning the main players are in the th- high 30s you know, minutes per game. They, he need, they need those guys on the floor, and they're, they're responding. Yeah, really important. And they're, they, they start a little undersized, uh, you know, 6'6 center, 6'6, 230-pound center, who's really, really athletic, and his brother is 6'8, 200 pounds, and they're the starting four and five. What's unique about Pepperdine is one through five, they really shoot the ball. Four and five are both shooting the ball at about a 40% clip from three point range uh, in conference and so uh, they're dangerous kind of from every position from every place on the floor. So in league BYU leads in three-point percentage but Pepperdine and St. Mary's are both in the top four. We've talked about the waves let's get to the Gales now it is back-to-back home games for BYU this weekend. St. Mary's coming into the Marriott Center on Saturday and this is a game you just played against them in Moraga earlier in the month. Yeah, you know, clearly it's a it's a really really good team, and they, and they're actually playing better right now. Also, they won four or five. Yeah, and they, uh, you know, they're they're led and by all accounts by this Jordan Ford, who's such a talented point guard. We're playing uh, two great point guards back to back. 
Um, and obviously a great team with with tremendous toughness and, and um, we, you know we, we couldn't we couldn't quite get it done in overtime there and we need to we need to we need to remedy that here. And those who follow this league and those who are looking toward the postseason know just how big a game any game against St. Mary's is and you've got a great chance to move the needle here on Saturday. Yep, it's important. It's a huge week. Last week is huge. This week is huge. Next week's gonna be huge. That's the that's what our guys have earned. They've played so well that they've earned the the right to have every single game be just massively pressure filled, and we certainly have two more of those. You're nine and one at home this year. You haven't lost a home game since early November. You're on a pretty good roll here at home, and five of your last nine league games are in your building. Which is good. It's nice to be home. Uh, it's really important. The the one game we lost, we dropped to San Diego State, who's you know, they're, you know, projected as a one seed in the NCAA tournament, and, uh, and, and we, we, you know, we had a real shot at that. So uh, this, this Marriott Center has been really good to us. Uh, you know, the fans that turn out to the games are spectacular. The student section is unbelievable, and we certainly will need every bit of all of that to kind of get over the hump this week. That's the thing, too. I'm hoping we see some of the bigger numbers of the season here in the final few weeks because it helps you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, makes, it makes a huge difference. It, it makes an unbelievable difference to walk in the gym and have it be packed and full of energy and, it's one of the things that makes BYU special. It's one of the things that makes us so good traditionally at home. Okay, go to BYUtickets.com. There's a Ticket Tuesday special in effect tonight. Get to that game on Thursday and, of course, on Saturday as well. All right, uh, programming note. Number two, BYU men's volleyball hosting. Fellow undefeated. And number three, UC Santa Barbara. That'll be on BYU TV this Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Fans, did you know? You can have your groceries waiting to be picked up or better yet dropped off at your front door. It's all done online at smithsfoodanddrug.com or on their app on your phone. Download the Smith's app and save time. Shop online. After the break, the source of Gavin Baxter's athleticism and how he's coping with an injured shoulder this season. It's in the latest Deep Blue as we continue on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Taking a look at our Cougars in the pros. Jimmer Fredette, 22 points in a Panathinaikos win in Greece. He was also voted as a Greek League All-Star. And he was the second among foreign players receiving votes and in the top five in overall vote-getters. And here's stateside NBA G League. Both Eric Mika and Kyle Collinsworth, former Cougs, played against each other last week up the road. Mika, 26 points, 14 rebounds for the Stockton Kings, while KC went for 12 and 6 points and rebounds for the Salt Lake City Stars, who won that game in overtime. Cool. All right, uh, he's yet to play this season, sidelined after shoulder surgery, but sophomore Gavin Baxter has a great BYU career ahead of him, and his time will soon come again. Tonight, we bring you the Baxter bio in this week's edition of Deep Blue. My name is Gavin Baxter. I am from Provo, Utah. Cannon. You got Gavin. Penetrate, lobs it to Baxter. Baxter finishes the alley-oop. Gavin is a pretty quiet, shy guy at first. Takes a little while to get to know him. He's always been a pretty relaxed kid. Didn't seem like he was overly competitive when he was a kid. He's kind of got more competitive over the years, I think, as the level of the demands of basketball has increased. Great kid. And once you do get him to open up and talk, he's just as crazy as it gets. He's yelling like crazy on the sidelines during games, during practice. 
but he's another guy who beats to his own drum. One thing that people may not know about Gavin Baxter is he is my personal urban vocabulary lexicon. On the way to media day in Las Vegas, he actually challenged me to use whip and bougie in the same sentence in an interview, which I successfully did. He's taught me about drip and whip. Yes. Yes. You know whip? Yeah, these are all important terms. And bougie. I got instruction on bougie yesterday. See, look at this. The film crew doesn't know what that means. They're like, I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, then who do you think's the bougiest on the team? It's Gab. It's got to be Gab. Gab has, Gab is like, Gab takes you. this seriously. He's having a conversation with Coach. It's for sure Gab does. <laughs> my mom has been such a huge person in my life. I think a lot of it goes back to how she grew up and her story. My parents are from the West Indies, and they actually emigrated to the UK when they were just having kids, and I was born in London. But a few months later, we moved up to Glasgow, to Scotland. And that's where I actually grew up my whole life. In probably not the, the greatest of circumstances, she didn't have a lot, but she did have a talent for running. I thought that sounded like a fun thing to do. My dad used to be a runner. My uncle ran in the Olympics for Trinidad. And so there was this idea, okay, I'll go and try running, not really thinking much of it. But I actually found out I was pretty good at it. And by high school, I was running on a national level. I came over to BYU and the track coach recruited me to run on BYU's team. He read about me in a magazine and thought that I looked like I'd, I'd fit into the BYU culture. And so that's how I got to, to Provo. I didn't know anything about America. I'd never been to America before. I took it as a good opportunity to come over and take my chances and see what happened. I mean, I spent more time in this building than anywhere in this city. It really was kind of my second home. She's really been an, an example to me of using your talents to not only help yourself and improve your life, but others around you, your family, your friends, anybody you come across, not being satisfied with where you are, but always pushing yourself, even when things are hard in the face of adversity, just to improve yourself, become a better person, no matter what's happening around you. Every athlete, their biggest fear is getting injured. I went out for a rebound and just got tangled up with one of my teammates and my shoulder got dislocated. It was just kind of a freak thing. He was just going for a rebound. It didn't look any, like anything too serious on film. Just two guys going for a rebound and he just got twisted the wrong way. Go to get an MRI and I find out that I tore my labrum and they're like, okay, so this is going to be four to six months for the entire season. So that, of course, was... A huge blow to me because I had spent the entire summer working on my game, getting stronger, faster. And so this was really tough for me. It's had a huge impact. We had a bunch of things this summer and mostly fall that were going to obviously include him. So we've had to kind of rearrange our offense and how we're going to guard defensively in some ways. It's really hard because he's, he's having to really um, push himself even though he actually can't get to play the games. And usually during season, that's your motivation. You're like, okay, I've got a game this weekend. I've got to get my shot. I've got to do this. So he doesn't have the same feedback on a weekly basis that the players who are actually playing in the game. So I think that's, that's tough. You have to be even a little more mentally tough to push yourself when the immediate reward is not there. You're looking long-term. You're saying, I'm investing for next season. That's what this sport is about. I mean, that's what sports is about, is, is you endure the disappointments when they come your way and you build on them and grow, and, and, and he'll do that for sure. I'm not able to play right now, but that doesn't mean I should be any less involved or any less of a teammate, and so that's really helped me in my perspective of the game. He, he's been incredible. It's been awesome having him on the road with us, with our guys, 
just being around. I think it's made him a better teammate, I would probably say, because he can't help them out there, and he has to cheer them from the sidelines. Gavin Baxter is literally, no exaggeration, one of the elite athletes in all of college basketball. His length, uh, his verticality off the floor, his intensity, his timing around the rim, and catching balls and finishing is, is off the charts. And the only good thing about him being hurt this year is we get him for three more years on the tail end. But he has so much growth potential in his game, it's almost staggering to think about. He's going to be an extraordinary player. So while not playing a game for you, what kind of year has it been for Gav? Well, I, I think, he, you know, it was, it was hard uh, for the first, you know, six weeks, two months because he was in a sling and he wasn't really mobile and he couldn't really engage in a lot of things. But uh, over the course of the last three or four weeks, he's actually been able to be on the court, no contact still, but uh, where he actually looks like he's getting some work done. He's been able to work on his defensive mobility and, and, and is running and, and uh, he's actually dunking the ball sometimes with his good arm and, <laughs> and uh, he's, he's, uh, he's incredibly eager um, to get back to full speed and we're eager to have him back. Coaches like to use the word ceiling when it comes to certain players and I think it would apply, apply to Gavin as having a high one, yeah? Yeah, it's, um, you know, we actually have the, uh, so we, we pay for the same team that does the NBA Combine testing. They bring all of their equipment they use for the NBA Combine, the same guys doing the test, and they came here and, and, and did it for us. And, you know, in the, the six categories, Gavin finished number one of, among power forwards and three of them. I mean, he's that type of a freakish athlete and uh, uh, he's he's got an unbelievable seeing. He's got terrific intensity. He's got a lot of a desire to. So he's going to be a he's going to be a, a fun to watch and just see what he can become. No doubt. We look forward to what's ahead for Gav and a great deep blue feature. And since last week's deep blue that we saw on Coach Chris Burgess, we've added some uh, some extra video for you from Coach Shashevsky at Duke, where of course Chris was, and it's Coach K talking about Chris. So you can watch that that extended version on uh, YouTube.com slash. BYU TV Sports. All right, for your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play, do watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linden and Jerem Jordan weekdays noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Later in the show, we'll ask, what happened? And after the break, senior Zach Selyus joining us here in Studio C. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Steals Celius, knocked it away from Scott. Celius pushed away by Scott, gets right to the rim anyway, and scores it. Straight away, AB triple. No off the iron, no. Rebound, Celius, stick back, and go! Celius with 16 points tonight. Celius will take it left corner. He got it! Five for five. Zach Celius! All right, our special guest tonight to burst onto the BYU scene as a true freshman, setting a school record for three-pointers made by a freshman with 68, almost 100 more three-pointers later. He's heading down the home stretch of his Cougar career. Please welcome in Zach Selyus. Good to have you back in. You've done the show before, but we're running out of shows for you to do because you're about done. I know, but thanks for having me. It's, it's good awesome. to have you here. Uh, we uh, broke, the, broke the news. You kind of broke the news. We shared the news <laughs> last week. You and your wife are expecting. Yep. Uh, we, she's three months now, just a little over three months, and 
we don't know what the gender is yet, but we'll find out soon, and we're excited. It's awesome. That's all. And speaking of, uh, oh, well, there we go. Good to have you here, by the way. Where's you? There you yeah, How you doing? <laughs> uh, we uh, we know that T.J. Hawes and his wife are expecting uh, a little sooner. Yeah. Like this week, right? Yeah. We planned it out a little better, so we're not in the middle <laughs> of the season, but yeah, it's awesome for him. Thank you so much. <laughs> Coach Pope, particularly appreciative. All right. Uh, how did we? How, how did we miss this, guys? Why do you and I not have a mustache right now? Well, there are a lot of reasons in my case. Could we not have pulled that off in this segment just to get us a mustache just for this segment? Oh, temporary. Just for this segment. You know How did we? Jerem. You know, no, Mar and our, our makeup artist, she might actually be able to run off. No, I don't know. But yeah, it, right. it might be, it might be a, a, you know, kind of like just right before the deadline. Uh, your look. How would you say this look has uh, evolved over your BYU career? It's crazy. It's <laughs> It's it's too much. I'll, I'll admit to that, but I, I like it. Just yeah, last that's year, a, that's a big Wait, Look difference. at you, just last year to this year. I know. Still handsome though. So yeah, it's stu- <laughs> stunningly handsome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I walked into the I walked into the gym before last year's season, and I, it took me a few seconds to actually recognize you as you because you were tight and and of course you buffed up and it's like, but you've had it kind of going uh, all kinds of different ways. The mustache is here to stay though, right? It's here to stay till the end of the season. Um, my wife doesn't like that, but we'll, she'll play with it for, for now. But, I mean, it's, Wait, just, it's just something new. Does she not like that you're going to cut it off? or no, that you're, she doesn't that you're like keep... it now. Really? Doesn't I like mean, that you have it. Yeah. She's, she's all right, though. What inspired you to grow it? Um, I mean, I had the foot injury in Italy, and I spent all that time rehabbing with Coach Shork. And so we made a bet, and I told him I would keep, I would grow the mustache until my foot heals, and now it's healed, and I'm here, and it hasn't come off, so <laughs> we'll just keep it. Okay. Uh, the uh, do you, do you get do you get the Nicholas Cage thing a little bit? Who do you get most on on who you look like with this deal? Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. It's more people will send me messages or things, and it'll just be the gifts of Nicholas Cage. Yeah. But from I raising Arizona, like probably. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. Uh, so the mustache thing has become a big part of your on-court persona. You kind of use it as a prop occasionally. You know, the, the mustache twirl or the mustache wipe is kind of a thing for you. Yeah. What sh- like when do you like like what what is, like when does it happen? All the time. <laughs> that is so bad. Big shots. I mean, that is that was a massive <laughs> shot, by the way. That is so fantastic. <laughs> I don't think that was a celebration. <laughs> and, it's because, and the guys have kind of gotten in on the sideline, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, oh, you know what? So would you say that you've got a mullet going on or not so much a one or a little bit of one? or uh, Everyone says it's a mullet, but I think it was a mohawk that just kind of got out of hand. So, <laughs> You know who says it was a mullet? Gonzaga fans, or at least a Gonzaga fan. <laughs> did you hear it at the time? I, I never heard it. <laughs> it <was so> beautiful. <laughs> that did happen. Did you just do a voiceover to no, get that? No, that was not that a, really true. That was legitimate fan, fan audio from Gonzaga. Uh, how would you describe the role you've had at BYU from the freshman, you know, coming off the bench to make things happen to where you are now? Um, it's been awesome. It's been a journey. You know, it's, you know, every year has been different and it's been new and learning new things. 
but it's been awesome. I felt like it's helped me grow my game every single year, and it's helped me to be able to maybe go on next year and play at a higher level, and I know that these four years here are helping me to get there and to be able to compete at a high level, and so it's every single year has been different, and it's been fun, and I've loved every single moment, and it just helped me become who I am. Coach Pope, how would you describe what this guy's been for you in your first well, year? Yeah, we actually just were talking yesterday, the day before, uh, just of all the things that Zach brings to the team, his, his, his beautiful debonair style, uh, his ability to shoot the ball, his leadership, uh, you know, the way he connects with every player on the team, um, his intensity, like the intensity that he approaches every game is spectacular. I, I have seen... Genuinely, I don't. I don't know of very many players that bring as much of their whole heart and soul to compete in every second of the game that Zach does. And and it takes a toll too. Like it's hard to live there. Um, but he's done an unbelievable job doing it. And and everybody on the team feeds off that. If I was going to say one thing that has helped us be really successful, it's probably somewhere in that in that living space of the intensity that our guys would compete with. And and Zach is a hundred percent the leader of that. Where does that energy come from for you? Um, I have no idea. He, you know what it is? He gets so mad at me. Oh, I am so excited right now. <laughs> Look at you. That is so fantastic. Oh, All right, yeah. can we get it? Can we get it? Oh, that is, oh yeah. That is, that oh, is yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm channeling my inner Andy Reid right now. <laughs> I love it. By the way, how awesome is Marin? I uh, mentioned it like hey, it might happen. Give it up for yeah. Ms. Marin. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I think mine is stuck. <laughs> you can do you can do the twirl with yours. You got something you can actually twirl with. That's, that's yeah, wonderful. I look like I'm from a western or something. <laughs> yeah, howdy, like, partner. This is re- the little curl is ridiculous though. <laughs> I can't even point on the screen. <laughs> Are you jealous of mine? I am actually. Yeah, yeah. I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Yeah, this isn't coming off now. By the way, <laughs> I'm going home with this why bad boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'll just continue what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, T.J. Haas has the, has the BYU record for most threes uh, for a freshman in a season, but he broke the record you set one year before when you were a freshman. Uh, Three-pointer is a big part of your game. Always been that way? Since when did you start really bombing that shot? Um, I guess since forever. I just It's always been a thing. You know, My sister was a really good shooter, and that was kind of her thing when she played here, and so... That's what I've watched was her. And then my brother did the same thing. And so just kind of what I grew into. And so I, I love it. I mean, it's just something that you just have to keep doing, I guess. And Coach Pope, there are nights like the one he had a couple weeks ago where he goes five for five from deep. And you're mesmerized by your own mustache. Sorry, right? I'm just like, this is amazing. No, no, the truth is, is uh, you know, I was actually at BYU's an assistant when Zach was being recruited. And so I got to... I got to uh, race around, chasing around, watching him bang shot after shot after shot uh, and cheering like crazy for it. And so um, he, he's, he's had this talent for a long time. And, and I think some of well, anyway, I'll leave it at that. He's a big time <laughs> What were you going to say? What were you going to say? I'm going to leave it alone. All right. I do have a filter. 
<laughs> Occasionally it shows up on the show. Uh, all right, senior year. I mentioned it at the start. Uh, your games are kind of winding down here. Uh, what, what's going to make it the senior year that you hope for heading down the stretch here? Um, just to be able to, as a team, you know, accomplish what our goals have always been. You know, our goal kind of since my freshman year is always to make the tournament and you know, and to win games and to win as many as possible so that we can make it there. And you know, sadly, all three years we, have, we haven't done that. And so for the last you know, however many games we have, you know, that's kind of been our senior-led team. That's kind of been our goals because we want to get there and we want to be able to you know, make an appearance and to be able to accomplish that goal. Okay, and finally, uh, again, there are no small weekends in league, but it's another big weekend, obviously. The Waves and Gales coming in, both teams 4-1 and one in their last five. This could put you one step closer to where you want to be, right? Yeah, exactly. It's two big games, two great teams, and we just kind of have to go out there and um, grow and learn from what we've done this whole season and just go out there and compete and play the best we can. Zach, it's always awesome to have you in. Thanks for inspiring coaching me, by the way, with this. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this, too. Like, <laughs> if you haven't had a chance to watch a game and just watch Zach, don't be distracted by the ball or whatever else happened. If you just watch him for a straight two or three minutes, you get a chance to appreciate how what a gift he is to this team in terms of every single thing he does. He works so hard at this game, and you can't miss it. It's making a difference. So hopefully everyone gets to appreciate that because it's making a huge difference for our team right now. What you just said is really poignant, and it's going to live forever with that on your face, by the way. <laughs> Oh, man. Coach Pope's going to head off to go either deal cards or serve serve drinks at some saloon after this. All right, as we go to break, uh, this week's trivia question presented by the BYU Store. Uh, Speaking of freshmen and three-pointers, who holds the BYU freshman record for most three-pointers made in a single game? Is it this guy? We'll tell you after the break. Stay with us. All right, who holds the BYU freshman record for most three-pointers made in a single game? Mike Rose. Zach had seven in a game, but Mike Rose had eight against Southern Utah back in the day. That is the freshman record for most threes in a single game. Here's our broadcast schedule. This reminder, we've got Pepperdine Thursday. It's on CBS Sports Network and then St. Mary's on Saturday on ESPN2. That's how you can watch it. You can listen to both games with Mark Durant and me on BYU Radio. All right. We started this next feature a few weeks ago, and until we're told to stop, we'll keep rolling with it. It's a collection of the wild and the wacky from the uh, last couple of games. We call it What Happened? And here we go. All right, this is, uh, this is in Stockton, and this is uh, Yoli Childs doing his best Larry Bird. Not quite pulling it off, Coach. Man, I would have loved this win over it. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine coming back after a broken finger and banging that shot? He was fouled, was hoping for the end one, and uh, this guy liked it in the stands because he's Yoli's number one child fan. And uh, there were a lot of good BYU fans in the stands in Stockton, including our good friend, uh, the Coob Dude. Yes. Coob Dude was there, and he was named fan of the game for his, uh, for his get-up. He's a legend, by the way. You know he's a legend. And we also saw him in uh, yes. USF on yes. the weekend, right? love him. So, yeah. And then uh, we have this guy's a little conflicted here on the right because he has the Pacific <laughs> shirt and the BYU cap. <laughs> He's going to win one way or another, my friend. Playing both sides of the aisle there. And uh, yeah, half of them went home happy on, uh, on Thursday night in Stockton, uh, no doubt. All right. And then, oh, yeah, these, sometimes the kids are just kind of, uh, 
they're chilled out, and they're disinterested, and they're not paying attention. All it needs to get them going is sometimes a little bit of candy. Uh, the candy wakes up the kids, and now all of a sudden we have energy. We have energy, we can dance, and now they're back into it. Good to see the kids and the candy. Uh, this was basically a, an acceleration of reactions. Jake's first three, Bench is pretty happy. Yep. Then we go back to back threes, and the bench on the step back gets uh, a little more exuberant. And then we go back to back to back threes, and uh, the bench kind of just loses it in Stockton on Thursday night. And you were probably right there with those guys, right? Everyone yeah. went nuts. It was, it was unbelievable. In fact, you know, we were talking about Kobe earlier. So we were playing in L.A., and uh, we were, I was with the Milwaukee Bucks, and we were up the entire game. And then Kobe hit back-to-back-to-back threes mm. uh, from, like, all of them on the left wing to the left corner. And they got harder and harder and harder each one. And um, it, it was the most, really the most extraordinary shooting few minutes I'd ever seen. And Jake came close to it in that little segment. He was incredible. We have 60 seconds left to squeeze in, hopefully, Jeff's question and your answer. Jeff's at the mic. Go ahead, Jeff. Yes, it'll be fast. So we've heard you and your players speak a lot in terms of respect for the opponent, but what's it sound like when you talk to the team to build up their belief in themselves? Um, My guys are really, really confident in the work they put in, and they're really, really confident in the trust they have for each other. Uh, And those two things together, um, they don't need me uh, spending a lot of time telling them they're really good because they believe in those two things. Jeff, you did it. Jerem Jordan, how good was that? It was really good from Jeff and really, really good from you. It was a great question and a spectacular answer. It was, it was tremendous. It was, it was in under the wire and then some. All right, uh, Coach, good luck this weekend. Uh, looking forward to another big weekend as they all are in the WCC. Thank you, my friend. All right, uh, to request seats for next week's show, just go to byucougars.com slash Pope Show, and you can be right here with us. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, 8 Eastern. For Zach Selyus and Mark Pope and our beautiful mustaches. I'm Greg Rubel. This has been BYU Basketball with Mark Pope here on BYU TV. Have a great week. Go Cougs!